Hey guys, welcome to the Ramon Foster Show. Minus Ramon Foster. Ramon's actually flying here to Pittsburgh right about now. He's not going to be in until early this evening. So I thought, all right, well, instead of just not having a show, just come in and just do a show. Steelers versus Titans tomorrow night here, Akershire Stadium at 8.15 p.m. That's the kickoff. And the way we're going to do this thing today is you are going to take Ramon's place, meaning you and I are going to go back and forth on stuff. And what that means from my standpoint is questions, lots and lots of questions. We're going to do the equivalent of our Rapid Fire Friday here where you ask something and I come back with it like that, okay? And then we're going to have absolutely no problem making this thing go. Before we get started today, John Starr, congratulations on being a member here for six months. That's appreciated. And Daniel Pike comes in already giving out 20 gift memberships. So you have no excuse to not be a member of this really elite establishment. I guess you could say tap the like button so that YouTube knows that you are enjoying the show. It helps the show grow. And on that note, I'm going to ring a bell because I have a bell at least for another day or so. This is the one we have to give to Ramon when he gets here. I'll get there. I'll get there. And as promised, here we go. We're going to get this going. Is Big Moan in the house, says Matthew Baldwin. No, he's not. He's he's en route. Uh, he's going to be here sometime in the early evening. Like I said, he's got other stuff going on tonight. So today just wasn't going to work out uh, because he is traveling literally with the Titans. So it's not like he could uh, move things around here. Let's get going with your, your cues here. You guys are carrying this one. Ready? Casey Kester, he who sent this bell, says, if Kenny is not the quarterback of the future, the draft is coming up. So what do we do? Do you rely on KP8 to grow or the draft? He did show that he can lead this offense. Casey, that is, that's the most painful question that's available right now to anyone discussing anything about this team. Because if you start over from a quarterback standpoint, you're really pressing a hard reset button. And I'm not so sure that that would happen because you do have TJ Watt here in his prime. You do still have Cam Hayward. You do still have Minka Fitzpatrick. And you got George Pickens too. And what you can't be doing is saying, all right, well, listen, we're just going to take another two, three years to go draft somebody and, and make it happen. You'd probably have to go out and get somebody as distasteful as this would feel through free agency. You know, that's it. And does that mean that it has to be a Mitch Trubisky? No, you can go higher than that. But generally speaking, the quarterbacks that you would want that would become franchise quarterbacks don't ever make it to free agency. I'm getting some abuse here for the way I rung the bell. You can do that. A little bit of coin says, do you still disagree with Tomlin and Moan that Broderick Jones could be starting like now? Um, yeah. I, I mean, I, you saw the game, right? You saw what he did against the Ravens. Uh, that was not an accident. That was not a fluke. It wasn't some weak opponent. 
Uh, the Ravens had people coming at the kid because they knew he's a kid. And and he did the job. I want to say it was, off the top of my head, 78 total snaps, zero quarterback pressures, zero. And then you tell him to sit back down because something, something culture. Oh, oh, you can't do that. Brian wants to know if I get to all the Steelers games in person. I haven't missed a Steelers game in person in about 20 years, home or road. That's just a job. That's not you know, I'm not buying a ticket. There's a there's a press credential. You get up there in the press box and you do your job. Simple as that. Uh, there's no other way to cover a team. You have to be there in person. Anybody who ever uses the term, I cover the Steelers, but they don't go to the games or they're not at the road games, uh-uh. You know, you are there. Ty says, hey, DK, do you think James Pierre is better than Levi Wallace? No. <laughs> I don't know, what, what do you want me to say here? I know Levi is getting picked on by a lot of people, but Levi has put together more quality NFL snaps than Pierre has, to say the least. You know, um, Levi is not going to make a great scapegoat for anybody. He's just not. He's a pretty good football player. Smith family says, this is like the entire Smith family, by the way. They all got together and decided to ask this question. Could they actually make Mason Rudolph active for the game just in case Kenny Pickett re-injures himself or, or would he be an emergency QB anyway? There's no need to. He can be the emergency guy. Uh, once you declare that status, uh, then Mason, for anybody who doesn't know this, and I don't know what they do or they don't show on television, but Mason was on the sideline in full uniform Sunday. That's not uncommon. Uh, he was out there in the second half throwing passes and catching passes uh, with Mitch Trubisky, with Kenny Pickett, as he was trying to warm up to get back in the game. So, yeah, you don't have to make a roster adjustment. Uh, that's effective this year. Water in the Desert says, hey, DK, will we see fast Jalen Warren get more snaps tomorrow night? Najee Harris is a backup at best. I don't think so. I don't think so. Coach has made up his mind. The head coach has made up his mind who his first round pick is and and who everything and and, and how this how this should go. You know, I, it doesn't seem like anything can change it either. Uh, Blake wants to bring up the same subject. Hey DK, why does Najee Harris dance behind his lineman? He's too big and slow. He has to be more of a Jerome Bettis type and hit hard and quick. Well, he's not Jerome either. Okay, so let's not take that concept that far. You haven't seen, I want to say over the course of Najee's career, three-plus years now, you haven't seen him bulldoze many people, have you? You haven't seen that moment where you go, whoa, there's like the next Earl Campbell or something. You just don't. So which is he? I don't know. He might be neither. Not to be mean. You know, Papa comes in with a $20. Contribution, that's appreciated. Been out of state on a hunting trip for a couple of weeks. Was having Ramon Foster show withdrawals. Glad to be back with the foster kids. That's appreciated, as is uh, the pitch in there. But why would you ever have to leave Pennsylvania to go hunting? Is there a better state for hunting? I'm not a hunter. I'm only asking, is there a better state for hunting somewhere else than Pennsylvania? Coin comes in backing me up. Roderick Jones should be starting. He should. 
He should. At some point, you have to put the team on the field that you want to be a contender. Okay? If your thought process is you moved up, traded up to get Jones, 14th overall, then you're thinking to yourself in that moment, this is the player who's going to be part of this when we're good. Then he goes out onto the field and has a 78-snap perfect performance against your arch rival, and you tell him to sit down so that Dan Moore, who wasn't even guaranteed a starting job two months ago, gets to be coddled through some culture thing. Sticky B says, hey, DK, do you attribute some of the injuries on defense due to the fact that our offense can't stay on the field? Yes! Yes, I don't even need to read the rest of your question. Yes! It's a very real deal. Guys, you... If you watch the post-game press conferences, you saw me ask Mike Tomlin on Sunday if all of the three and outs early in games have a negative impact on the final outcome. He said no. He said no. This clip has now gone viral. He said no. Why? Because all he thinks about are his defensive guys. All he thinks about is his defensive scheme. He's a defense not just first, he's a defense-only guy. He's always been that. In a weaker moment, he'll admit that. So he sees the defense guys out there. It's like dogs and rainbows. He doesn't even pay attention to the offense. He sees the defense guys out there. He doesn't want to give them any excuses. And he says, wow, this just isn't good enough, fellas. Never mind that they're out there for 80, 90 snaps a game. It's not okay, Daniel Pike. And thanks again, Daniel, for the the gift memberships. He says, hey, DK, being fair and allowing Kenny to prove himself next year to determine if he's the problem, shouldn't we still target a QB in the draft to develop considering that we might lose Mason Rudolph as well? No, because you can pluck Mason Rudolph's off trees. No offense. That sounds really mean, but... Mason hung around in free agency forever. That's the reason he came back here as a number three. So you don't fear losing your clipboard holder. You just don't. Now, drafting somebody to potentially succeed, Kenny, you're talking about a first-round pick if you're being serious about the quarterback position. Remember, Kenny himself was a first-round pick. And never let them off the hook for this. They hung a first-round grade on Mason when they took him in the third round. So uh, Kenny's got to be the guy. And if he isn't the guy, it's going to take free agency. I appreciate the question. See, this is a good pace here. Let's just do it like this. Drew Belensky says, DK, Mike Tomlin is a defensive-minded coach. Our offense is scripted to see how defenses play us. If he knows defenses, then why can he not devise an offense that makes it hard <laughs> He's not even involved, dude. I'm not exaggerating when I say this, okay? He is a defense guy. Tyler Johnson wants to know, when I'm at the game, do you watch the field or the TV? There's no TV. That's an easy one. There are silent monitors available in uh, some, not all, stadiums. And what you can do is if there's a, a play that occurs or it's being viewed or something, and you want to have like an extra angle on it, like I'll do a thing where I slide my chair back because they're way up overhead, these silent monitors. But no, TV is not a thing. When you're going to the game, you're you're going to the game. 
You know, that's that's just how that goes. TV has nothing to do with it. And by the way, you never hear anything. There's no, there's no audio. Dwight Jefferson says, hey, DK, you agree with Mike Tomlin that an offensive identity isn't smart or necessary in today's NFL. Please explain. Uh, yeah, actually, I do. Uh, it's nice to have one. If you're that great and you're that awesome that you can afford to do that. But when I look at the Steelers, look, put it this way. Go back to the fourth quarter in Los Angeles, Dwight, and ask yourself what went right there. Go ahead. I'm actually waiting for you. Okay. It was everything, right? Yeah. And it was the combination of everything and the diversity and everybody pitching in and going left and going right and going deep and going short and handing off and play action. Play action actually happened on that drive, one of those drives. And that, in combination, made the Steelers effective. Did they establish an identity while putting that together? No, no. But what they did was they moved the football, and they did it via diversity. Okay, that can be the identity. Shady wants to know if I have a favorite Pittsburgh team. No, we're not fans. We're reporters. Okay, when I say we, I'm not referring to Moan. Moan's his own thing. I'm talking about my own. I'm talking about my own. I've been doing this for a long, long time. We're reporters. We're not fans. Mike, thanks for becoming a member. If anybody else wants to do that, you can do that by. Let's see if I can find the address here. Now, it's dkps.net slash join is the membership, uh, the place for you to become one. Spencer says, what's your opinion on Darnell Washington and why they demoted him to TE3, and what do they see in Rodney Williams? First thing I'm going to say to this, Spencer, is I'm really surprised it hasn't become more of an issue. I think you're the first person to bring it up on this show, but I don't see it anywhere else either. I thought that would be a really big deal. Darnell was kind of a folk hero coming out of training camp. And the next thing you know, you're out there in L.A. and there's Rodney Williams taking all the important snaps when Pat Fryermuth was out. Uh, the answer that I have for you, and this is mostly based on a conversation with Rodney himself and not related to Darnell. Dar Rodney loves Darnell, by the way. Talks him up nonstop. He's been doing that for months. In this case... What Rodney's been asked to do, and he's done it well, is to block to the scheme a certain way. Now, no one, including Rodney himself, is going to say to you, oh, yeah, I'm a better blocker than Darnell is because Darnell blocks well just by existing. However, what Rodney has done well is he's found a way to angle people out to execute the literal X's and O's of blocking at the position at a higher level for right now than Darnell has. That's it. I don't think there's anything more to it. Some yum says, hey, DK, this might be an unpopular opinion, but I believe that this offense has the potential to become above average. What are your thoughts? I wish you had explained why you feel that way, because to me, there's no, there's not even any talking about such a thing until there's some kind of consistency. Listen, the thing that this offense needs more than anything else isn't an identity. It isn't some vague projection like this. What it is is just a higher floor. You know what I mean when I say that? 
when they stink, they can't stink this much. Okay, they cannot open an actual NFL game on a on a Sunday in a stadium with four straight three and outs. That's a catastrophe. That is killing your game before it ever even gets going. It's killing your defense. It's killing your field position, which in turn kills your special teams. It kills everything, no matter what the head coach tells me or tells you. That's what they need to do. They need to stop sucking at a catastrophic level whenever they're bad. That is the problem. And I understand that's lots of, that's a lot of ifs too. That's a lot of vagueness on my part as well. Kia says, love seeing the customers in the background. Yeah, come on down and see us. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know where the shop is, you know, I'll get out of the way. Look at all these happy people. Oh, they're, look, they're even waving to you now. <laughs> we are at 224 Fifth Avenue downtown. We're here 12 to 6, Tuesday through Saturday. If anybody has a hey moan, I'm willing to take it, by the way. Just pull up a chair. I'm totally serious. Even though I am not moan, you still have to say hey moan. Yeah, that's it. They're like, no, man, uh, you're not moan. <laughs> the difference. Fishing for Trout comes in and says, hey, DK, do you know if anyone has chipped in to help Warren with his $48,000 and more in fines like some of the linemen? I, I don't know that, but then that's not the kind of thing that becomes known. Uh, the NFL isn't crazy about that sort of thing because then they start wondering if the teams are paying the fines, which is not allowed. And so everyone just stays completely quiet uh, when it comes to fines. My guess, my guess is that Jalen's getting a lot of help and not just from his offensive linemen uh, because he has really, really gotten hosed. Mike Clark says that Jerome had more wiggle and speed than Najee. Jerome could occasionally pop one, you know, and Jerome wouldn't run for 65 or 70, but Jerome would get out there for a 25 or 30. And you can almost hear Myron Cope doing the play-by-play. -play. There goes the bus. <laughs> uh, let's see what else I have here. Oh, here, this is the best one so far here. Ty says, whose, whose question I already answered earlier today says, you never answer my questions, DK. I'm unsubscribing. Okay. I already got you once, dude. There are 433 people in here, and there are a lot, a lot of comments, including from Scott, who's in for the first time. Welcome, Scott. Good stuff. Uh, Bark says, hey, DK, at what point do we start considering Kenny Pickett a bust next season after Matt Canada's replaced, hopefully, or before? I have a feeling that you would never, and when you say we, I'm assuming you're referring just like to the general public as opposed to the Steelers. I don't think you'll ever see Kenny labeled that way for as long as Canada's here. Not in any universal form anyway. Uh, there's always going to be that sense that, wow, Kenny would be this or that if only he had a real coordinator or if only he didn't have this train wreck of an offensive line that he has despite all the money that they put into it. Uh, Dwight comes in and says, what? Referring to one of the Najee questions. Najee was excellent breaking tackles. Statistically speaking, last season he was number five. This season he's number 28 behind an OL 
it's regressed. Dwight, that stat, the breaking tackle stat, is a little bit misleading in the sense that because the line is lousy, including at run blocking, and you're correct about that, and that's a legitimate excuse for Najee, most of his broken tackles happen behind the line of scrimmage. Now, those are to his credit, but when you think of broken tackles, are you thinking of them back there or are you thinking of them four or five yards downfield where the guy can actually make something happen? Those are the ones that Najee doesn't make. Those are the ones that Najee doesn't turn into those extra yards that can get his yards per carry figure up. John asks, how far could Presley Harvin punt Matt Canada? My guess is that would be one of Mr. Harvin's shanks like he had two the other day. By the way, nobody mentioned those either. That never came up. Two really, really bad shanks. And he's he's had a very, very good season aside from really that particular performance. Jim wants to know my, why my wife isn't doing the show with me. Somebody's managing all this back here. You know, we got a lot of people in and out today. Papa Ray reminds everybody to hit the like button. That would be a good idea. 463 views, not nearly as many likes. Uh, Shane says, DK, have you ever done a stat comparison for Kenny through 20 games? Good or bad? Who is he? Yeah, he's like he's like Trevor Lawrence. That's the, that's the name that comes up. And you think, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, he's Trevor Lawrence, except that the Jaguars in Lawrence's first 18, 19, 20 games were still the Jaguars. They were way, way lower than this when it comes to the overall talent level at hand. Daniel Pike says, hey, DK, I can't pull that one off. Do you think this linebacking core will remain here for a few years like this group add in Nick Herbig? We may have something. I I don't, Daniel. Look at the, the age levels and then look at the expiration dates on linebackers. Most of the inside linebacking core right now, Cole Holcomb's in his late 20s. Quan Alexander is right around that range. Uh, Landon Roberts is over 30. No, no. Uh, TJ and Alex Highsmith, sure. But Herbig, Herbig's going to be a problem to get onto the football field. Okay, it's nice to have him. It's nice to have him as a three, but if he does what you expect of him, if he continues to show especially that pursuit of the quarterback, that's that's a that's a depth chart problem. Lee wants to know if we're seeing the implosion of the Steelers. Not yet. Not yet. Let me throw some numbers at you, Lee. Steelers. Four and three. Overall, second place, technically speaking, in the AFC North. Sixth place in the conference. That's because they're 2-0 and in the division. They're 3-2 and in the conference. Going to give you a little bit more depth to that. The Bengals, who are behind them, and I think we can all safely say that we expect the Bengals to rise up into this pack sooner rather than later because of the talent that they have. The Bengals are currently 0-2 in the division and 0-3 in the conference. So they're going to have none of the tiebreakers, barring some super dramatic turnaround. The math is still there. And if the Steelers were to take care of business 
tomorrow night against the Titans, who aren't that good, by the way. I'm not suggesting that the Steelers are better, but the Titans in and of themselves aren't that good. And They've got a rookie quarterback out there in Will Levis. I know he threw four touchdowns. I also know he's a rookie. What you're looking at is a situation where the Steelers could beat Tennessee, could beat Green Bay, and then they're 6-3, and three, and then we're not talking about any of this stuff. We're just not. We're just not. Crazy, right? It's not an implosion. Not yet. Mark says, since you're not a fan of any specific team, uh, which do you prefer to cover the most? I, I have held the same policy on this uh, my entire career, the team that's in front of me. Uh, when I went to cover the Penguins on Saturday night, uh, sorry, Monday night, uh, the loss to the Ducks, I'm putting absolutely everything I have into that coverage, into the interviews afterward, into all the talking that I do around uh, the scene and gathering up as much information as I can. When I'm covering the Pirates, I'm giving you absolutely everything I've got every single day. I don't don't pick a favorite. What I like out of all of this is the job. The job. This has always been about the job, uh, including I've done some news. I've done some overseas stuff. Once I did a revolution in Europe. Uh, this was for the Post-Gazette. It's about the job. Ben asks, have you heard anything about Pat Fryermuth or Pat P? I'm sorry, Pat P, Patrick Peterson moving over to safety. Yes, and it's possible in a scheme or two. I would not, I would not take that one too far. Tyler Johnson says, who's a better blocker? Rodney Williams or Zach Gentry? Zach Gentry is. I really don't know why they didn't bring Gentry back. He's still there. He's still around. He's still available. My understanding was that they really, really liked him. But you know what? You never know. I, I say this all the time. Don't listen to what they say. Watch what they do, because that'll that'll uh, that'll make things happen. Darren wants to see if the the two thumbs up creating the fireworks thing still works. Let's give it a try. Ready? It does not. See that that only supports my contention that it was Ramon secretly pushing some button. You know what I'm saying? Well, why would it not work? You know, these are these are two thumbs. They're highly visible. And there's no fireworks. What is that? What a mystery. I clumsy says, I hate hearing the same answer every week from the players and coaches that we need to execute. <laughs> the problem is, dude, we're asking the questions and they're actually just being honest. It's the truth. They have the plays. They have made the plays work at times, at critical times to their credit. And then they haven't at other times. What else do you want them to say? No, I'm totally curious. Get back to me here. What else do you want? Do you want them to lie? Uh, Batterista wants to know how much did Deontay Johnson get fined for his remarks about the officiating. Uh, that's not been made known yet. There's no way he got off uh, without nothing. You know? Uh, Evan says that J.J. Watt defending Jalen Warren on the fines was great to see. It's These guys know. You know, you, when somebody's given up their entire game check, but especially at the running back position where the careers are so fragile and so short, come on. You know? Uh, Ray's fed up with all of you. 
There's 495 people in here. 162 likes. Come on. You're disappointing, Ray. Dwight has a 999 super sticker. That's appreciated. Uh, let's see what else we have here. Michael Pilot comes in for his first ever live show. I've been listening for over a year. We had, by the way, guys, earlier today, I'm not sure who's in here now, but earlier today we had uh, viewers of viewers slash listeners of this program, of my Daily Shot podcast in from London, from Dublin, and then someone else uh, from England. Uh, it's incredible. It's incredible how this thing has has taken off uh whether it's whether it's this show ramon's show or the or the daily shots that i do on all three teams every morning uh jim points out that my vapor shirt here is a concert shirt he's citing their their classic hit turning japanese i also was telling the dublin people that's where i got this in dublin they made their first concert appearance in 30 years uh in Dublin, and I flew over just for that. Some of you who've been with me for a while will recall that. That was in 2017. The next morning, this was a Saturday night, I had to fly from Dublin to Miami to cover a Steelers game. Made it, too, by the way. Tyler Johnson says, DK, this defense has four future Hall of Famers. It seems ridiculous that they're underperforming the way they are. Who else in the league has that? I'm trying to think of your four here because you've got Cam, you've got TJ, you've got Minka. Who's your fourth? You're going to have to get back to me on that one. Oh, Patrick Peterson. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't, don't think of him that way because he did all that somewhere else. Uh, they're, they're underperforming. There's no question about that. When it comes to yards, they're not underperforming, of course, when it comes to taking the football away and to defending the end zone. They've actually been pretty great. Uh, in that regard here. Sergio Perez wants to know, what's the situation with Darnell? Why is he still not being used? He is. He's out there. But I think there was a perception that when when Fryermuth went down that it was going to be all Washington, and here we go. And that was never the case, uh, partly because they like Rodney Williams and partly because some of those X's and O's align better with Connor Hayward, especially once they get down to the red zone. Now, that said, I wouldn't have been doing that inside shovel pass in, in a million years. I'd tell you the same thing if that had gone for a touchdown. That's just not, not the part of the field where you need to be getting cute, you know? Uh, let's see what else we got here. Papa Ray says, hey, DK, are we seeing a sophomore slump for Kenny, or is this who he – oh, man, dude, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how anybody can know that. I really don't. It's uh, it's the question, the broader question, that the, the team is facing right now, and that said, they don't have time to face it because they got to play tomorrow night, and then they got a bunch more games after that. Fred wants to know if there's any news on Kenny. There, there's no news to be had. He's playing. Okay. I'm not guessing at that. Not just because Kenny said it. I know this. He's actually he's going to play. You can take it to the bank. Now, how long is he going to play? I don't know. But he's definitely going to play. Kyle says, DK, you seem pretty optimistic about the offensive line before the season. Do you still feel that way? No, of course not. And, I, you know, these things where you go back retroactively and you look at the summer – Look at the amount of money 
just the money alone that was put into this line. Look at what Chooks is getting paid, eight a year. Look at what James Daniels is getting paid, eight a year. Mason Cole comes as a free agent, shows pretty well last year. Nobody can reverse history on that. He showed pretty well. And even then, you're talking about on the left side, you had Dan Moore, but Roderick Jones behind him in case Dan Moore was going to fail. And you had Kevin Dotson at left guard coming off of a pretty decent. What the heck? Do you see that? See, that's what I'm talking about. This thing does some weird things when it reads your hand motions. Like, watch. No, nothing. Anyway, so <laughs> they're making fun of you over there. Uh, and you also had, you still had the Steelers go out and sign Isaac Salomalu for a ton of money. There was no reason to not be optimistic, especially coming off the final nine games from last year. So don't ever apologize for that sort of thing. Nobody has to be right, including you or me, 100% of the time. We're not Nostradamus here. Now you watch them as a group. You watch them individually. No. Why would you feel that way? That's insane. Hanover Fist says, take a big drink. You know what, Hanover? I'm going to do that. I'm also going to run our little ad, all right? So hang on. At DK Pittsburgh Sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams. Now, that connection's stronger than ever. Introducing our all-new state-of-the-art app. Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts. Check live box scores. Track the latest stats. Chat it up with our community of thousands of fans, all in one place. The new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports. Coverage that connects. And welcome back. We're going to do a few more cues today. For anybody who doesn't know, Ramon is actually en route to Pittsburgh. He's flying here as part of the Titans traveling contingent. He won't be here until early this evening, so nothing was really going to be possible today unless I did this. So I'm here doing this, and we'll see what we can work out for tomorrow. No promises, no nothing, because these are very, very busy days for everybody involved uh, and and points out that Gentry signed with Cincy. He did. He signed with a practice squad. You could still pluck him uh, if you wanted to. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Tyler Johnson says of what he wants the players to say, I want them to say the personnel is lacking, if that's the truth. So you want them to stand in front of someone like me or cameras and microphones and say, the problem is all of us, myself included, are not very good at our chosen profession. Dude, I mean, think about this stuff, right? Uh, fishing for trout just wants them to find a different word for execute. Yeah, because you're frustrated. You're frustrated. Levi says, so how do they start executing better? How does Coach T get them to execute better? This is... Probably the best question that's going to get asked today. Because if you have these plays and you've been practicing on a regular basis for months now, these plays, and they still aren't being executed properly, then either they're too complex, which I don't believe that they are. I've not heard anyone suggest that on or off the record. Or... They involve too many moving parts, in which case they need to be simplified. But then if 
they get simplified, then what happens to all of us calling coordinator Saturday-ish? It, it's not a simple solution. There isn't a, you know, just do better, guys. But that's what they focus on. That's what the players themselves focus on. They look at the video. They say, oh, yep, I screwed this up, and I screwed it up right here. So next time, I just will not screw it up. That's it. That's it. John wants to know if I'm going to be in Anaheim. Uh, Penguins are making a California trip uh, over the next few days. I am not making that trip with hockey. I will be hanging around here doing football and that. I will always prioritize football in the football months. There are only 17 games uh, plus playoffs, theoretically. So I will go hard on football while also mixing in as much hockey as I can. Chris says, hey, DK, Magic Wand, what do you want the Ramon Foster show to be able to do next? Okay, between us, like, don't tell anybody this, but I would love for there to be a call-in impact. Okay, especially on a day like this. Like, right now, if you were able to, to call and we were able to connect your voice, and yes, I know there are ways to do that, but they're not super simple and we don't have them set up. But if we were to just talk, that'd be pretty neat. You know, there's there's no there's no harm in having you know humans communicate. You know that, that always makes things better. Now you don't want them to ramble and you don't want them to be dumb, like a lot of talk shows and talk show callers are. But I'd like to think more of this particular group. Uh, Jay Freeman comes in with a ten dollar contribution and says, uh, "DK, it's nice to see the players not throwing each other under the bus, meaning there's still a chance for the team to turn the ship around." Appreciate your work. Well, I appreciate you, Jay Freeman, and I'll tell you that there's none of that going on. And I'm I'm someone who would tell you if there was, and I'm someone who would tell you that if I even sensed that there was, like if there was just a little bit of man, those guys are killing us. Meaning the defense guys would say that about offense. You know what I'm saying? Bark wants to know, with the Roonies establishing the Rooney rule, do you ever see them firing Tomlin, or does he leave on his own terms? I'm not even answering these anymore. That's not what the Rooney rule is about. Look it up. Evan says, why don't we throw up a face in the red zone to Washington? The dude is 800 feet tall. <laughs> At least maybe get a pass interference call like in the preseason game. They don't throw to him. Evan, they just don't. They don't really even do that much of it in practice. They did in training camp. They did in preseason and in practices, but now they don't even really do that in practices. Okay. They just don't have him involved in the passing game. And I have no other way to interpret that other than that. There's something there, whether it's a link, the lingering knee injury I've described for you guys before. Uh, here, and Evan's correcting himself. What he meant to say was not face. It was fade, of course. Uh, Darnell's a big, big, big man. He could just stand there, you know? But they don't do it. Chris says, Monade here today. Spill the tea on him behind the scenes. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that. He is away from what you see. Uh, away from whatever it is that you've uh, experienced with him in the past, he is exactly, exactly so much more than that. He's the genuine article. Uh, a lot of people are one thing, 
in one place. They're duplicitous. They act a certain way whenever some, you know, the cameras and microphones are around or whatever. And then there's Moan. Uh, he is as real as real gets. Uh, Luke wants to have a Glenn Thomas cameo today. Glenn Thomas, by the way, is the unofficial co-host today. You guys didn't know that just because he's kind of playing a he's, – he's a supporting role down there. Watch this. Like I say something and he just goes, oh, yeah. You know what? This Glenn Thomas thing, by the way, I don't even know what actual Glenn Thomas looks like. It looks so much like Butthead. Not that I think Glenn Thomas looks like Butthead. This Glenn Thomas looks like Butthead. Tyler Johnson asks for predictions on whether or not Cam is playing tomorrow. My prediction is yes. There's no reason for Cam to have ramped up practice-wise. Somebody in here just asked me that before we went on. There's no reason for him to have ramped up the way he did in advance of this game when you have a Thursday leading into a 10-day break before your next game. And that also should tell you and me and everybody else how seriously the Steelers are treating this game. They're treating it like a playoff. We got no reason to save Cam. We got no reason to hold off on Cam. We need him out there to stop Derrick Henry and to pressure Will Levis and to do everything that needs to be done in order to win this game. Uh, I can't say that I saw that coming. I really, really didn't expect it. Uh, Brent wants to know how bad do you think Pat Fryermuth is? Do you think he'll return? He will return. Uh, and I don't think it's that bad if you're talking about like something that's going to keep him out for several more weeks. It's a hamstring. It's a hamstring. Now, he, he got it twice now, so they're going to be a little bit more careful this time than the last time, but it's still... It's still a hamstring. Anthony asks, we're just going to take a couple more today. Any thoughts on if certain player personalities are causing poor culture on the team and leading to poor play? Anthony, I'm glad you at least split those into two separate questions because there is, there's no poor culture. All you have to do is watch them. You don't look at them and think to yourself, boy, there's a lack of effort. You know, there's a lack of passion. You don't think that, do you? But poor play can be something that comes from a lack of focus, which can be, or, or a lack of paying attention in the classroom or in the video room. That can be a problem. Uh, certain players' personalities, no. Who? Give me a name. Even one that you might suspect for absolutely no reason. Give me a name. You know, it, it, it's just not a thing. This would actually be so much easier to accept if it was that, you know, it really would, because then you could at least say ah, players, they just don't care. Or the head coach isn't pushing them hard enough, or they're not motivated. Hovane wants to start a GoFundMe for Jalen Warren. No, <laughs> no, don't do that. You're going to start a GoFundMe. Use it for the people who can, uh, who can really use it. Uh, Stefan Dulich asks, ADK, hey, do you expect a victory tomorrow night? I am not in a position to expect uh, anything of this football team. I'm really not. I'm really not. I, I, I can't bring myself to expect anything from a team that not only puts together four straight three and outs, but then has the head coach say to a reporter afterward that that didn't affect the game. What do you do with that? What do you do with that? Alan wants you to smash the like button. I want you to sign up. 
Go to dkps.net slash join. That's how you become a member here. You get access to all these fun emojis that you see splattered all over the screen. And you get to uh, move away from the uncle's table. You know, Bark says that he thinks, he says, I think the guy in the black jacket has a question because he doesn't look like he's purchasing anything in the store. You want to ask a question? Okay, they think you want to ask a question. See? No, he's just shopping. See, that's how it goes. <laughs> oh no uh, jeff confirms that ramon is super cool when you when you meet him in person once you get used to talking to a giant that's actually it's it's an impact man uh, i'm six two and moan towers over me darren thinks guy in a black jacket is a titan spy you wouldn't be picking up any hot intel here that's for sure <laughs> Come on, guys. Let's close on a couple of really good questions here. What do you got here? All I'm seeing is a bunch of hi, hello, we like the show. That's all well and good, but it doesn't make for great football talk. So here, we're going to we're gonna end with two more. Here's Ben Cohen saying, I genuinely have been observing some demeanor changes with Najee, even ranging back to preseason. Just seems like he feels he's mad. He lost the spotlight. Just go out there and run. Ben, I am answering your question without answering it. This is someone who has for quite a while, but now more than ever, is behaving as if he's some entitled thing, as if he's something special who's achieved something in the NFL. He has not. That's not me being mean. That's a demonstrable, verifiable fact. And yet he acts like Wow, he's way up here, and everybody else is way down there. Uh, Dane comes in with a gift right as I'm getting fired up here. Uh, let's see who else we have or what else we have to finish off with a really good question to finish us out for the day here. Oh, here it is. Three Kings Kennel says, DK, why didn't we get Jalen Johnson? Uh, here's what I have to say about that. Whenever you get to a trade deadline in any sport, and this didn't used to be the case in football, but it now is in football too, you're going to have reports flying from all over the place. I saw some ridiculous stuff on Twitter yesterday, meaning fake ESPN accounts. Like they even put the logo in and they put the, the, the avatar has some random dude nobody heard of in a suit and tie. Did you guys see that one saying that the trade had been consummated, that Jalen Johnson's headed to the Steelers, and you're like, wow. And these are people just looking to get their rocks off on social because they have no lives whatsoever, none. Imagine that being your day. So I can't know whether Jalen Johnson was even on the market, whether he was – ever being discussed internally by the Steelers or any of it, any of it for all you and I know this never even came up. So don't presume that, Oh, the bears only wanted a second rounder. You don't know that you don't know that you don't know what the Steelers wanted. So maybe they did, but getting mad about it, as I saw a lot of people have getting mad about it, doesn't make sense because you don't even know it. There's so much real stuff, authenticated stuff that you can get mad about related to the Steelers. And this just isn't it. This just isn't it. 
So anyway, guys, listen, I, I appreciate uh, all of the help today. And I mean help more than anything else, because I asked at the very beginning of the show for people to keep the football questions coming through, because that's the best way to keep like a really good pace to this. Uh, we are, again, we're going to try to put together a show tomorrow here with Ramon, but I, I'm i not in a position to promise that, neither is he. And I know, I know that sounds lame, but we're just not, because he is an employee of the Titans. And if they say you got to be here, you got to be there, even though they're staying right here, <laughs> uh, he's got to, he's got to do what it is that they say and we'll do what we can. Um, otherwise one way or another, we're going to have absolutely unequivocally a show on Friday uh, to wrap up whatever it is that happens tomorrow night. Hey, I'm going to leave you with something. Kind of the way, you know, the way Moan does on Fridays. There's a lot of people really down on this football team, and I, and I get that. Uh, I'm one of them. There's a lot of people who are really, really skeptical about the younger, allegedly elite talent, especially on offense. And one more time, I'm one of them. But one thing that can happen here still Crazy enough, this season mathematically remains not just doable or salvageable. It could still actually become something from the math standpoint and from the growth standpoint. There's a part of me that every time I see this whole set of four, three and outs, I remind myself about the fourth quarter in L.A. I'll even remind myself of the preseason and say, there's still something else there. There's still another level for this group to achieve. It's really hard for me to fathom that they would have plateaued this quickly and that this many people could have been wrong. And I mean on the inside, wrong. So anyway, guys, listen, thanks again for, for the support of the show, for the contributions, uh, for tapping the like button, for subscribing. YouTube offers you a hundred different options with this stuff, so I know they can be confusing. Uh, but especially uh, for more than anything else, the, the memberships. Uh, if you haven't accepted a membership yet, make sure that you're setting that. You can do that in the super chat to accept gifts uh, to get your own gift membership. It'll last you a month. After that, you got to put in the 99 cents yourself. Uh, we're at more than 1,300 members right now on this show, and we're proud of that. We're proud of the community that's been built here. All right, guys, let's uh, let's do it again, hopefully tomorrow, but for sure on Friday. And now is when I got to go find the closing theme. Hang on. Real slick here. <laughs>